Welcome back to Brailcast Extra. Coming up this time, an introduction to Computer Braille, a session recorded on Tuesday the 21st of September 2021, presented by James Bowden and introduced by Melanie Pritchard. Good evening and a very warm welcome from us here at the Braillist Foundation. I'm Mel Pritchard and this masterclass this week is going to be all about Computer Braille, what it is and uh, how do we use it. I think everything we're going to need to know about computer braille. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, James, well done and welcome to you. Uh, I do know that you have uh, lots of complicated titles. Um, Rather than introduce you, I think I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us all about yourself and what you're going to do. Welcome, James. Thank you, Mel. Um, Well, you're very kind, such an introduction. Um, Just just call me James, that'll be fine. Um, I, I work for the RNIB and I'm supposed to know something about Braille and something about technical. And that's my job title, Braille Technical Officer. So, yeah, that'll do. So today we are going to look at what's called computer Braille. Sometimes it's called computer code. Um, but I've tried to, to avoid the term code because that kind of implies you're actually writing computer programs, which we are definitely not doing tonight. So this is computer Braille. Where would you find it? Why would you need it? What is it? How does it work? Um, what are the most common signs? And indeed, we'll look at some settings in some popular screen readers, how you can actually set this up should you need to. So let's get started with where you might actually encounter computer Braille. And I thought of four places. First of all, some modern Braille note takers still require you to enter things like file names, web addresses, emails and that kind of thing in computer Braille. Um, Some Braille displays will show their system messages in computer braille. So I turn on my brilliant BI braille display and the very first character is dots one, two, five and seven. So it's an eight dot braille character. It's basically a capital H, but it isn't definitely in computer braille. The third one I've discovered is on some screen readers. Um, Even if you are using contracted Braille, there's an option to show the word at the cursor uncontracted, but uncontracted generally means in computer Braille. So not only do all the contractions disappear, but certain other symbols like numbers and punctuation, they end up looking very strange sometimes. And the final reason where you might encounter computer braille is if you're directly reading or writing a BRF or braille ready file. So you do not want to double contract, if you like, um, when reading a braille file, a BRF file, because the results will definitely be unreadable. So what is computer braille? Well, it kind of dates from the days when computers were, well, less resourceful than they are today. Should we put it that way? You had far less memory, far less disk space. Um, Some computers didn't even have sound back in the day. Uh, Colors on graphical screens were limited and 
screens had grids of characters. All the characters on the screen were exactly the same width, whether it was a narrow print character like an I or a wide print character like a W, they all occupied the same space. And you didn't actually have to be you know, a computer programmer attached to a mainframe computer. If you had a braille display, you would use computer code. And it was really a very simple code. Every print character became exactly one braille character. So if you look at ordinary literary braille, either uncontracted or contracted, the number one in braille normally takes two braille cells, the number sign and then the letter A. Likewise, if you're using contracted braille, any form of English contracted braille, the letters ER normally only take one cell, even though it's two print characters. Now in computer braille, all of that disappears and every single character is uniquely one braille character. So the, 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 the digit one, is just one braille cell and the letters ER always take two braille cells. Now, when you have a fixed grid of characters on your computer screen, when screens used to be, for example, 80 characters wide and 25 lines down, or even only 40 characters wide and 25 characters down, this means your braille display could exactly show you precisely where every character is on the screen because it only occupies one cell. Brilliant for computer programming and the day because you could see exactly how everything lined up. But there was another reason why computer braille was used. And this is because the literary code did not, back in the day, have all the signs needed for computers. So computers have things like backslashes and tildes and hash signs and dollar signs and I don't know, vertical bars and curly braces and grave accents and goodness knows else what on your keyboard. And some of those characters simply did not exist in the former literary Braille code. I don't just mean standard English Braille. I mean all the English Braille codes like, unif like um, English Braille American edition as well as standard English Braille did not have all of those signs, you had to either switch to a different code or write out the word. So, for example, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, you may remember some of the former people who used standard English Braille, the dot six ing sign, which used to say, oh, the, what's coming is computer Braille. In the US, that sign used to be dots four, five, six ing. What's coming is computer Braille. So, a little bit more, there's only one other little problem. There are only six braille dots normally, which means you have 64 different character possibilities. Um, if you really want to know the math, it's two to the power six. You've got each dot can be either there or not there, and there's six combinations, six dots, so that's two there or not there, to the power of 6, 64. But computers, even back in the day, could show 256 different characters. How are you going to show each one uniquely? The solution 
is to invent two extra braille dots called dot seven and dot eight. Dot seven is below dot three and dot eight is below dot six. And we have an eight dot braille cell. This is one of the reasons why most braille displays have eight dots. It show you can show computer braille as well as showing a cursor or highlighting. So there we go. The basics of computer braille, you have one cell per character. It's an eight dot code and it can show all the signs that used to appear on a standard computer terminal uniquely. So even though UEB has been adopted in all the major English speaking countries uh, for five years now at the time of speaking, um, there are still times when you will encounter computer braille. As I mentioned earlier, some braille note takers will ask you to write file names, web addresses, email addresses, etc., in computer braille. Some braille displays will show their system messages in computer braille. If you're working with a BRF file, you definitely need computer braille. And the fourth one, the fourth one, I should remember. On some screen readers, when you don't contract the word at the cursor. So is there just one form of computer braille? And the answer is no. The most common form of computer braille nowadays is the USA computer braille, also known as the North American Braille Computer Code, also sometimes called grade zero, it has various different names, and that's the code we'll be looking at tonight. There were other variants of it. So the UK had its own version of computer Braille. Um, all the letters were the same, but punctuation and numbers were very different from the US. And there were also different computer Brailles in, for example, Germany, France, etc., 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 so if you have a BRF file from a non-English country, it is likely to be encoded slightly differently from a US one, and you either have to change your Braille settings or re-encode the file to make it readable. There was also variants of computer Braille which don't use eight dots, but instead use only six dots. This is so you could actually emboss it on paper. And what they did to cover the extra characters up over the 64 limit of six dot braille is you had special prefixes before some characters to show it was the alternate version. So the square bracket might be a particular dot combination and the curly brace would be a, the same dot combination, but with a prefix. And there were also prefixes to show you're now going into computer braille and you're coming out of computer braille. As I mentioned earlier, the dot six 
or .6ing in the UK and the .456ing in the US, which is the going in. And in the US, they had a different sign for coming out, which was .456156 or .456wh sign. So we will be concentrating in this session on the USA computer code, which is the most common form today. Are there any questions so far? Thanks for that, James. Great introduction and a great history lesson to, to get us going. And uh, yeah, Terry Ann, you, you're good to go. Hello, everyone. Good evening to you all. Um, thank you for this wonderful class, by the way, Mr. Bowden. Um, uh, you mentioned um, the, the four reasons for using computer Braille. And I was a little bit confused by the third one that you mentioned um, having to do, well, I'm trying to think now what it. So they were, sorry, Terry, hi. Um, so the, the first one is braille displays, which uh, require you to use computer braille for things like file names. Um, right. The second one was, uh, system messages on certain Braille displays like battery low or error exclamation mm -hmm. mark or whatever. Um, the third one is when you have a screen reader set to contracted Braille, uh, if you have the option to show the word at the cursor uncontracted, the screen reader will typically not use the grade one code but use computer Braille. And the fourth uh, one is... It was the it was that one, one was that it? I was confused yeah. by. Yeah. So you you try it. Um, if you if you uh, write a word such as oh I don't know English with a capital E and a full stop after it, mm -hmm. uh, typically the dot six will disappear and become a dot seven under the E, and the and the full stop will change from dots two five six to dots four six. Okay, I haven't. I've experienced that where where things go to yeah. the contractions disappear, but I guess I've not experienced it going to computer braille ever. I'll have to. Yeah, it's always it does. It does happen. It does one. happen. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Thanks for that, Terry. Uh, great question. No more hands as of now, so I think we're good to move on. All right. Thank you very much, Ben. So if you're taking notes, now is a great time to get your note taking ready because we're going to look at the most common signs that you might encounter in the USA Braille computer code. Actually, what does it actually show? So I'm not going to go through absolutely every symbol on your keyboard, um, just hopefully the ones that you might encounter so remember, first of all, that it's an eight-dot code, and every Braille character is exactly one print character, and every print character is exactly one Braille character. So there's no capital prefix, and there's no numeric prefix, etc., etc. No contractions either. So the ordinary lowercase letters, A to Z, they are shown by your ordinary Braille letters A to Z. A is dot one up to Z is dots one, three, five, six. K 
capital letters don't use a preceding dot six, but instead put a dot seven underneath. So a capital A is dots one and dot seven. Now, if you're not used to reading eight dot braille, it's worth doing a bit of practice um, so that you don't mistake, for example, dot one and dot seven, which is a capital A, for dot one and dot three, which is, of course, the letter K, but lowercase. I think I mentioned earlier, when I turn my Braille display on, the very first character is dots one, two, five, seven. So one, two, five is the letter H and the dot seven is a little gap below the dot two. And then there's another dot seven. So it's a capital H. So that's your lowercase and uppercase letters. The numbers are shown with dots two, three, five, and six. In other words, they're the same as A to J, but they're written a little bit lower down. So the number five is not written with a number sign than letter E. Instead, it's written dots two and six, what we would normally think of as an EN sign. All the other punctuation signs use other dot combinations, what we would normally think of as various contractions. So I'm going to list, I think is about 16 of them. That's not all of them, but hopefully it'll be the most common ones. So the full stop is dots four and six. I should say the period is dots four and six for our American friends. Comma is dot six on its own. Question mark is what we would normally think of as a TH sign, dots one, four, five, six. And exclamation mark is what we would normally think of as a the sign or dots two, three, four, six. So let's go over those again. The full stop is dots four, six. The comma is dot six. The question mark is dots one, four, five, six. And the exclamation mark is dots two, three, four, six. The colon is dots one, five, six, or the WH sign, we would normally call it. And the apostrophe, that's an easy one. That's dot three is normal. And hyphen is another easy one, dots three and six. Your ordinary brackets of and with. So dots one, two, three, five, six is the open round bracket. And your close round bracket is dots two, three, four, five, six. They do, do look quite interesting when you first encounter them. Forward slash is dots three and four, as it used to be in former Braille codes. So a little test. My Braille display 
asks me dots one, four, and seven, which is a capital C, O-N-F-I-R-M, so confirm, and then it says of sign Y, S-T sign N with sign T-H sign. Of sign Y, S-T sign N with sign TH sign. Now that looks like complete mumbo jumbo if I read it like that. But if I interpret that as the US computer code, it's open brackets, Y slash N, close brackets, question mark. Remember, there are no contractions in this eight dot computer code, and every individual character is one print character. So bracket Y slash N, close bracket, question mark in computer braille looks like of sign y st sign n with th sign the percent sign is one you may well come across it's dots one four and six otherwise known as the sh sign so if my battery level was dot two dot three five six dot three five six dot one four six otherwise known as lower a dot two or lower a lower j lower j sh sign then actually that really reads a hundred percent and i don't need to worry about anything perfect ampersand or the and sign that's an easy one that's the and sign in braille dots one two three four and six but remember, if you see an and sign in computer braille, it is not the letters A-N-D. It is actually the and sign or the ampersand on most keyboards. That's uppercase seven. So far, all those characters only use the first six dots. The next one uses dot seven, the at sign, as you would type it in email addresses. At sign in the USA computer code is dots four and seven. Dot seven on a braille display is often to the left of dot three. It also doubles as the backspace key if you press it on its own. So be slightly careful. You press dots four and seven together and you'll get an at sign if you're using the USA computer code. Already mentioned forward slash is dots three and four. Computers used to use the backslash quite heavily. And the backslash, in print, it's a slash but goes the other way. So a forward slash goes bottom left to top right in print. And a backslash in print goes top left to bottom right. That's what it looks like in print. In Braille, it's dots one, two, five, six, and seven. So it's like an OU sign with an added dot seven. Very strange sign. Plus sign is dots three, four, six, otherwise known as ING. And another fairly easy one to remember, the equals sign is all six dots, one, two, three, four, five, six otherwise known as a four sign. 
Now, I'm conscious that I've rambled through a fairly long list of rather arbitrary signs, and I'm definitely not mentioned all of them. Um, a tip I would give is if you're not sure what a sign is, you could just cursor onto it and let the speech tell you what it is. Great way of finding out what Braille signs mean, whether you're in computer Braille or indeed UEB contracted. Just get your cursor onto the character and the screen reader will also speak it to you. Incidentally, all these signs I've been talking about are also commonly used if you ever use what they call a Braille font. So Braille font is when you're writing a print document and rather than having print characters, you want Braille dots to appear on the page. So they're actually ink, but they actually look like Braille. So your Braille fonts typically use this USA computer code. So which is why I said if you're if you're writing directly, writing a BRF file is also useful. So I've not mentioned dot eight anywhere in, in, in this. Dot eight was typically used for what they used to call extended characters, which are really those which don't normally appear on a standard QWERTY keyboard. They include things like accented letters and various other strange symbols which were around. So I think that's probably enough on all these amazing symbols. I hope I haven't fried too many people. Um, are, do we have any questions? Thanks uh, once again, James. Very, uh, very uh, complete list there. So we're going to come to Kathy now. And then after Kathy, we're going to come to Teresa. Uh, so, Kathy, uh, you should be good to go. You're good to go. Hi, Kathy. You're up early. I am. Thank you, James. Um, just a query on the at sign. I would have considered that as just dot four. Why the dot? Why the dot seven as well? Oh, I didn't want to get into this. So the dot four on its own is actually the grave accent. Aha! Uh -huh. Thank you. The one to the left of the number one key. Um, so I'm going to go into slight geek speak um, warning. It goes in thirty twos according to the ASCII chart. So characters 32 to 63, which is spaced a question mark, only use dots one to six. The next block, which is 64 to 95, use dots one to six and dot seven. And the third block from, from 96 to one to six or one to seven, they're exactly the same as 64 to 95, but without the dot seven. Geek speak ended. Thanks for that, James, and uh, great question as well there, Kathy. Uh, we're going to come to phone number ending in eight hundred and three. Hello, sorry, it's it's Claudia. I just my phone got stuck. Sorry about this. Um, I just have a question. What was the sign after the apostrophe and before the bracket? Because I missed that when I was taking notes. That would probably be the hyphen. All right. So could which you just is... remind me of this? The hyphen is, 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 is ordinary dots three and six. 
It's one of the oh. ones you would expect. Yes. So, so the same as all right. Okay, sorry. About yeah. That. So the three, the three characters, which are as you might expect, are the apostrophe dot three, the hyphen dots three and six, and the ampersand, which is the braille and sign. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So I hope I haven't fried too many people's brains with these um, different characters. They are all in the handout, which will be available after the session. Um, you can download it from the Brailleists webpage. What I want to do next is look at the settings where you'll find the settings to, to choose your Braille table in a few popular screen readers. This is definitely not going to be exhaustive. So if you ask me about Android or Macs or BRLTTY or things like that, I don't have the answer. Um, but I will just look at some of the popular ones today. So in JAWS, we'll start with JAWS. And if you have JAWS, you may want to follow along um, and try this out. Uh, please don't accuse me of breaking any of your settings. You, you, you change the settings at your own risk. Always know what your settings are before you change them. That applies to all screen readers, by the way. Always know your settings before you change them. So take a, take a good look before you change things. So in JAWS, the selection of the Braille table is found in the settings center. So you press insert and the letter J to bring up the JAWS window or the JAWS menu, depending how you've configured it. And then across to utilities or down to utilities, whichever way it is, and then the settings center. If you want the keyboard shortcuts and an English version of JAWS, it's insert J-U-E. This brings up a very large dialogue of lots and lots of settings. And you tab to get to the tree of settings if you're not there already. And then you can either cursor down, <clears throat> arrow down until you get to Braille, or you can press the letter B to jump straight to the first item in that list, or tree, I should say, beginning with B, which is Braille. It'll probably say Braille closed. It says closed because it's a branch of a tree, as they call them. And you press cursor right or arrow right to open that branch and then cursor down once more. And it says general. This point, I press F6 to get across to the other pane in the settings center, and you'll see the actual Braille settings. First one is the language. For example, English United States. That's what I've got mine set on. Even though I'm in the UK, I actually have it set to English United States. And the reason for that is because I want to use UEB contracted or grade two UEB for when I'm in contracted Braille, but I want to use the USA computer code or computer Braille when I'm playing with BRF files. If I had set this to UK, UK English, then I'd have to use the UK computer Braille 
which doesn't work very well with most BRF files if they're produced in the USA code. So my JAWS settings have the language for the Braille set to USA English or English USA, I think it's called. Tab again, and you have a list which gives you the choice whether to show Braille in computer Braille, USA, or that is English Braille American edition, grade one or two, or unified English Braille or UEB, grade one or two. And I typically flip between contracted or grade two UEB and the computer Braille option. Tab once again, and you've got the option of how you want to input Braille, whether you use computer Braille or UEB. One more tab, and there's the checkbox for whether you want to show the word at the cursor contracted. Now, that checkbox only appears if you are using contracted Braille. If you're using computer Braille, that checkbox is not there because, of course, you can't uncontract computer Braille because it is already a one-for-one -one code. So those are the main settings that you need in the JAWS Settings Center. I'm sure there are probably other ways to get to those settings, uh, but I thought I'd give you the, the most complete way. There are loads of other Braille settings in JAWS, and I'm not going to go into them here. The Braillist is an excellent session on the JAWS Braille settings, another masterclass. Now, on many Braille displays, you can press space and the letter G or space and dots one, two, four, five. And that'll switch between showing computer Braille and the contracted Braille you've selected. So what I tend to do is flick that on when I want to read uh, computer Braille or BRF files, and then flick it again when I want to read documents and so on. Note that in JAWS, even though UEB does have all the signs you need to write email and web addresses, in some applications at certain points, JAWS will insist you use computer Braille for writing email addresses and web addresses. This is strictly not actually necessary, but JAWS does it probably because not all Braille codes have all the signs in them. So that's JAWS. Let's look briefly at NVDA, another very popular screen reader. And if you are using NVDA, you can follow along. And as I said before, if you're thinking of changing settings, please take a note of what they are currently set to before you make the change. I don't want to be accused of messing anybody's Braille display or screen reader up. So in NVDA, from the NVDA menu, which is normally the caps lock and N or insert N or NVDA key in the letter N. You select preferences and then settings. And this opens a 
fairly large dialogue with all your NVDA settings. Cursor down from general until you get to braille, or you can just type the letter B and then tab, and you're in the braille settings. So you tab along, I think the first option is what braille display you're actually gonna use. And then you just keep tabbing until you find the ones for the output braille table and the input braille table. If you continue tabbing, there's the option for whether you show the word of the cursor contracted or not. And that's really all there really is to it in NVDA. Supernova is another screen reader from Dolphin Computer Access, and you access their Braille settings through its control panel, which is control and space, or caps lock and space to bring up the menu version of it. You go to the Braille menu, and under the general preferences, you have three list boxes. The first is for the computer Braille table, and the second is for what they call literary braille uh, for output, and the third is for literary braille input. Those actually just select the tables you want to use. You actually choose whether you want to use computer braille or literary braille in the characters menu under braille and under input under braille. There are sometimes a key um, to switch between computer and literary Braille. Uh, as, on, as with JAWS, it's often space plus G on your Braille display, but this does vary sometimes depending on your Braille display. Finally, voiceover on your iOS device, for example, your iPhones, iPads, you need to go to your voiceover settings which you're probably familiar with, you open settings, find accessibility, and then voiceover, and then finally braille. In that page, there are options for whether the input and the output are eight dot or six dot, 8 dot typically means computer braille and 6 dot typically means a literary braille. And then there's a button for the braille table. And in there, you can select what braille code you want to use for the contracted braille code. On most braille displays, you can press space and the letter G or space and dots one, two, four, five, uh, to switch whether the output is shown in computer braille or eight dot braille and or literary braille. And you can press space and lower H or space and dots two, three, six to switch whether you want to input in computer braille or input in literary braille. So that's a little whistle stop tour of some of the settings 
in various screen readers. How are we doing for questions, Ben? A comment in the chat from Carla. Um, she's noticed that some uh, pieces of software uh, only support inputs uh, as well as output in computer Braille. Um, is that, I guess that's just more of an observation. Is that something that you're uh, familiar with and why, why might that be, uh, I suppose? So the, the, the short answer is that computer Braille is very simple to program because you have one print character equals one Braille character. Or, run it the other way, one Braille character equals one print character. So there aren't any complicated rules about if you've got two dot sixes before this, then it's a whole word in capital. Or if you put a dot three, four, five, six before a letter A to J, then it actually turns it into a number. There aren't any of these complicated rules. It's just one character in is one character out. Thanks for that. Um, we're going to come to uh, Teresa. You uh, you should now be unmuted. Yes, I think so. Um, hi, Teresa. Hi. Um, I am a bit confused in something, though. Um, I've been using computer Braille uh, for quite a long time. At first, I didn't know it was actually computer Braille. Um, but my question is, um, is it possible uh, to write... Uh, through a focus braille display uh, in computer in computer braille table. I mean, when you are in the um, scratch pad or, or things like that, and you are actually um, writing the file in the in the braille display, is it possible to do it in computer braille? I have to be honest and say I don't know the answer because I don't actually have a focus braille display um but i believe the answer is no i'm very happy to be corrected on that oh i see so when you when you say uh you can do input um, this is talking about with a screen reader and so on oh if so you have it connected means, to a computer so when you are in the computer but you actually write uh through the um, computer's keyboard and the output comes on the braille display right or all the other way around, if you, you you have the Braille display attached to the computer and mm -hmm. you use the buttons on the Braille display and write on the computer that way. Oh, I should have made that, that clear. I'm sorry. I'm, I should have made that clear, yes. Oh, so you can write um, into your computer through Braille display? You can, yes, oh, with, most, you, with most screen readers, yes. Do you know if Focus, with the Focus, you can do that? You should be able to, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Ah, so uh, we've just had an answer from Carla, I think, um, says, yes, you can use computer Braille in the scratch pad. You save as text. Thanks, yeah. Carla. Oh, thank you. That means then if I write in computer Braille on my Braille display, um, will it come uh, printed? I mean, if I print that <clears throat> document, uh, would the letters come as they should? I mean, in print. It'll be exactly what you write, one character, one character. So don't use any Braille contractions that way. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And remember to use dot seven for a capital. Oh, yes, yes. I, yeah. um, I, I, that's why I was asking because I, um, 
I use as an output um, computer braille, you know, between my computer and what I read from the computer yeah. into my braille display. Yeah. So I was wondering if I could do the same in writing. Yeah. Carla okay. says yes. <laughs> Thanks, Carla. Uh, we're going to come to Tracy next. Tracy, you should already be unmuted. No yes. more hands after Tracy um, yes. for now, though. Sorry. Um, I was going to confirm what uh, what Carla said is true, and oh, I th almost all Braille displays you can, if you're hooked up to the computer, you can either use the Braille keys or use the the uh, QWERTY keyboard. Yeah. So that's just confirming, but yeah. Carla beat me to it by putting in a chat. <laughs> Great, thank you, Tracy. Well, it's uh, it's always good to get a uh, it's always good to get confirmation, definitely. So we have uh, Lindsay uh, with her hand raised. So Lindsay, let me just try and unmute. Yeah. Um, I'm just checking that this will all be on the handout afterwards. Um, just because yes. I've never used computer braille, I learnt braille in the seventies, and I've only just got myself um, a. a you know um a note taker with oh, okay yes so, uh, so this is all new and i'm <laughs> a bit lost i can't uh, yes. keep up with it all so all all that i've said tonight is on the handout um uh, which will be available from the brailist website um ben correct me if i'm wrong brailist.org forward slash media yep that's that's the one brilliant Okay, that's lovely. Thank you. So give us give us give us a day or two to get it up. Yeah, sure. Sure. All right, thank you. And thank you for going through this as well. No problem. And thank you for coming as well, Lindsay. So the only other thing I was going to, to say really is if you want to find out more information, we've already mentioned the handout here. Um, you can find full charts of the USA computer code. Um, there's even actually one on Wikipedia. If you type in computer Braille, it'll come up with results for you. And there is a chart which includes Braille characters and so on. Um, the Barna website, Braille Authority of North America. Notice I said North America because this is the USA computer code. Uh, also has a page on computer braille with documents you can download be careful because that does also include the signs with prefixes that you use on paper braille um, so just make sure you look at the eight dot bit if you're looking at braille displays and i'm sure there are various charts on several other websites of course i also mentioned a good way of just finding out what things are is just typing characters on your keyboard and finding out what they are by what the screen reader says. So if, for example, I type in, I don't know, dots five, six, and the screen reader will say semicolon when I cursor back over it, or an AR sign, it will come out as a greater than, etc. So it's 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 sometimes an easy way just to actually bash at the keyboard and find out what things are. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Brailcast Extra. You can find more Braille-related content by subscribing to Brailcast, all one word, in your podcast client of choice, or listening to Brailcast, connecting the dots for Brailists everywhere on your smart speaker. 
For the latest information about future Brailist events and how to join live, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter at brailists.org slash newsletter slash sign up. You can also visit our events page at brailists.org slash events. If you have comments on this recording or suggestions of topics or guests for future events, we'd love to hear from you. Please email help at brailists.org. You can also find the Brailists on Twitter at Brailists or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Foundation. Finally, if you like what you've heard, spread the word. We welcome new listeners and live participants alike, so if you know other people who are interested in Braille, please tell them where to find us. In the meantime, on behalf of everyone at the Brailists, thanks for listening and bye for now. The costs of producing this episode were defrayed by a grant from the Activate Fund of the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust. For more information, visit wcmt.org.uk.